Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Southern California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I'm the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project, and I'm coming to you from Harlem. It's a rainy day, but it's a wonderful day. Hi, I'm Seth Rodney. I'm a senior editor at the Hyperallergic Blog, and... Uh, I once founded something back in London when I was a student there, a small radio show called The Thread. I think that's what gave me the experience to feel somewhat competent about being on this broadcast platform now. So I'm glad for that. Where are you coming uh, this from? Just a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> where, where are you? Where are you, sir? Oh, sorry. That's right. I'm <laughs> speaking to you from the South Bronx. Whoopsie. <laughs> that's all right. Um, this is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. And this is our 100th time uh, doing that. Um, yes. So Yay. I meant Yay. to get annoyed, like Ooh. one of those party New Year noisemakers, yeah. um, and then <laughs> thought, oh, it'll it'll just be obnoxious to the people that are listening. So I won't do that. Uh, so whoop whoop. Um, the, uh, <laughs> um, so we thought, you know, we're, we interrupted our series in comedy, which we'll pick back up next week with Seth's um, with Seth's piece on Patrice O'Neill uh, in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we wanted to mark the hundredth episode because it's you know it's a thing. Uh, we've done a thing. Um, yeah. I think a hundred. Not that not that it wasn't a thing before that, but I don't know. A hundred feels substantial. Um, and we talked, you know, we talked amongst ourselves, like, oh, what do we want to do for the hundredth? I think. Stephen actually is, is it Stephen that had suggested, well, why don't we just kind of talk about the podcast and sort of where we've mm-hmm. been with it and how we've grown, um, uh, moments, uh, things like that. So, so that's what we're going to do. So, Stephen, Seth, when do you want to jump Steve, in? And Stephen, Seth. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a comma there. It's only um, one T off from having the same name. Stephen. Go right ahead, Seth. Okay, so I made a list. I looked over the podcasts that are available on iTunes, mm-hmm. which which is all of them, not, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost. Yeah. All no, no, the ones that you and I did, Travis, before Stephen uh, joined. I don't think they're all there. They should be. They should, should be. be. So yeah, they should be there. Um, we, it's all, it all pulls from the SoundCloud. So the way it works for people out there that probably don't care or do, basically iTunes doesn't actually hold your recording. You need another host for it. And then iTunes basically takes the, the stream from that service. So our, it's out, all of our stuff's up on SoundCloud and has all been pulled into iTunes. Mm-hmm, um, okay. So it should all be there. I mean, you might need to load more episodes or something like that, but I, I don't want to get too far into it. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So it should be there. If, if it's not, then you know, that's oh, yeah. a problem. Uh, yeah, 97 of them are up. And so I think we're kind of... Well, yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So the ones that stand out to me, the ones that I've really... Uh, we're moved by a conversation that we had on fathers. I remember that mm-hmm. being particularly yeah. powerful and resonant. I I really like the one uh, in the series of discussions we had about Michael Jackson. I like the one where we came to the conclusion that 
our gods require sacrifices. Mm. Really, we, that was we, really lovely. Yeah, we we look at our celebrities as kinds of gods. I really liked. Uh, oh, by the way, in the one on fathers, I really liked the question that you came up with, Stephen, which was where does it hurt, and our conversation mm. around trying to figure out how to get someone to ask that question in the first mm. place, and and mm-hmm. and even and even further down the line, how to answer it. I really liked um, our bit about uh, the poems we love. I liked when we exchanged mm-hmm. those poems and we talked about them and really appreciated how much of ourselves we revealed to each other through mm. yeah. talking about that work. Mm-hmm. We should go do another po- poetry one. I mean, it's not we like should. I don't, we, we certainly didn't expend all of our, our favorites. There's no way. No, mm-hmm. right. True. And 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 there's more, but I, I I'll stop at the at the Me Too uh conversation to at least the particular rather the the particular point in the conversation which we concluded that part of the issue with the movement which it has not yet dealt with is how we as adults can be honest with each other about wanting to play with power in the sexual encounter mm. and play with dominance and submission and how we that mm-hmm. that kind of play that kind of that kind of desire to to ha- have fun in that way um spills over into our into other li- into our other p- other parts of our lives, so mm-hmm. it spills over into the workplace. Certainly, it spills over into the domestic sphere, um, uh, uh, outside of the bedroom. It spills over in ways that we haven't yet really been able to wrap our heads around. So, all of these mm-hmm. these episodes have really stuck with me. Nice. Very yeah. Nice. The um, I didn't make. Um, a list. I certainly reflected on on conversations we had. Um, you know, the the Me Too one was one that definitely came to mind. Um, and you know, at the time, you know, one of the things that hey, we have great conversations, but certainly when I reflect on them, I'll think, ah, oh, I should have mentioned that, or oh, right. that's right, that connection, mm-hmm. or um, oh, that was a really good question, or you know, comment that Stephen or Seth had had i wish i would have responded this way and um and around that one you know i think that got me somewhere um as far as thinking through that problem of the me too movement and i had remembered that i'd wanted to bring up edmund burke at the time who has this really wonderful he's a, basically a conservative philosophical uh, a champion for conservatives um at least intellectual conservatives um but is a very insightful critic around this issue of violence and, and playing mm. with violence. And, and that what is titillating to us is our proximity to it, as long as mm. you aren't actually in it, right? So it's like getting as close as possible to the violence mm-hmm. before it just becomes dumb, mute violence, because mm. there's a kind mm-hmm. of, there's a kind of, uh, monolithic, stupidity to violence mm-hmm. that, 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 that actually it, it shuts down all of the things that it titillates. And I, I, it's an analog to the podcast in this way that the podcast format as we've landed on our particular way of doing it is 
a way for us to come up very, very, very close to you know, actual intimacy and, mm-hmm. and, and what an intimate, open conversation amongst friends would be like. Um, and the thing that I had been pushed on very early with the podcast when Seth and I first started, even before you'd gotten involved, mm-hmm. was that, oh, well, you guys agree too much. Or, you know, not that we don't, we, we've certainly had our disagreements on the podcast, but, you know, that you probably need to, like, you know, there needs to be a little bit more conflict or you got to spice it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I regret that I ever uh, listened to that advice. <laughs> uh, not that we, not that we did that, but that I, I regret that I ever took that advice seriously. Right. Because, the relationship between the three of us is, for me, I mean it quite honestly when we say at the beginning of the podcast, intellectual intimacy. And like, my intellectual intimacy isn't about, you know, spicing it up and it being dramatic. That's <laughs> right, like, right. that's not the point right. for right. me, right? right? Like, once right. you get to that, it just becomes kind of heavy footed and, oh, yeah. and uninteresting and dumb. Mm. Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, what do I have to say? I'm actually I was trying to hope. Keep talking, Travis. Keep talking, Travis. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find something on the internet. It's from the film Waking Life. Mm. And Link letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great film. And I can't find the actual. Oh, I did find it. Great. So it's from um, a section where he's talking to Timothy Speed Levitch, and they're on the bridge. I think the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm-hmm. And mm. Timothy Levitch says Giamatti once was run down by a car and he recalled falling into a lucid faint, a sudden exhilaration as he realized that at last something was happening to him. And I've always connected that to violence or a conflict in some ways. And mm-hmm. I feel like the play with violence on its, as like you said, the dumb sort of dumb, flat violence, and but there's getting close to violence in, in um, it, bring, it makes the blood pump and the heart pump you know it gets people excited so why wouldn't violence become a part of our sexual play and it's always been a part of the sexual play when it comes to um sex right Mm -hmm. the chase the oh no i don't want it and all of that to me they're interesting um parts of that for me um i want to say that what i've done is throughout the um the last almost two years now is to Mm -hmm. I'm holding up little tiny uh, books, mini composition yeah. books. So mm-hmm. I I prepare for our talks. I think about what you guys say. So I write down some of the more um, salient things that just hit me. I was like, oh, I want to talk about that. Or I think that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. But I remember my very first, um, my very first um, composition book, I was trying to figure out how to learn. How, I was trying to, I set myself, I wanted to learn how to talk with you. Both, mm-hmm. and since we, initially we were talking two to two as opposed to all three of us, mm-hmm. and so what I said here was, I want to learn how to be uncomfortable, com- be comfortable being uncomfortable talking about an issue with someone, and mm. learning how Travis talks, learning about mm. Travis, mm-hmm. and less, more so about Travis and less about Yusef. But as I mentioned to you before, I said Mingus and Lawrence had a Seth. But then you and I became friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so now mm-hmm. I had a Seth, right? Mm-hmm, and I have a Travis, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, mm-hmm. to earn it through friendship and through this discourse about mm-hmm. a variety of things. Our first conversation, um, Travis, was about Mulholland Drive. And I just finished <laughs> I watching it. I was so excited. But it's so it's a chunky conversation where I think at one point you told said this off um 
off the recording, we have to learn how to t- interrupt each other. Mm-hmm. Because there was mm-hmm. there was a, now you talk. Well, now you talk. Well, now you talk. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk. And then goodbye, everyone. And I thought that was so funny. <laughs> and before all of this was, before you guys even invited me to be on the podcast, I was looking at doing my own podcast. So I was like, well, this is a mm-hmm. good learning experience. Right. And to listen to our podcast, they're interesting. I'm so glad that someone edits them. Um, but I wanted to have more fun with you guys. I wanted to be responsible for my ideas. Mm. And to issue those ideas and put them out there, no matter how, you know, tangled up that they might be or misshapen, mm. I just wanted to love them and then, you know, put them out there and say, see how they land. And mm. so also speak slowly, which is have yet to do. <laughs> and, <clears throat> but that I was thinking that I was sitting with. Of course, a philosopher, um, an art critic, and a very sensitive art critic as well, and mm. um, um, a hippie. Like I was like, I don't care what you think about Zodiac. I don't care what you think about these things. <laughs> these things have a measure of meaning for me. That's and such so, a Capricorn thing to say. That's funny. Care. That's funny. <laughs> I don't care what you think. And it's funny That's because funny. I remember when I, I had it, I wrote something on Facebook the other day. It's like I remember caring about what other people thought of me until I didn't. And so I like this experiment. This mm-hmm. experiment is useful to me. And I total transparency, when Sarah came on mm-hmm. as one of our um, speakers, I was thinking about leaving. Mm. Only because I was working on, I'm still working on our book. Um, Seth and I are working on a book at the moment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was feeling a little um, stress around um, uh submissions and mm, reaching out to mm, people. And mm. October was the most insane month of my life. And I'll just stop mm. there. But thank you for inviting me on. I appreciate it. And mm. um, it's been it's been a good um, learning experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can jump in for a second. To, so a couple of things that you had said. Uh, one, I, I feel like the two sort of tracks happen in the podcast. One was... Steph and I figuring out how to have the conversations that we've had for years mm-hmm. on a podcast. And right. because we've, we've found, I mean, of course they're not like anything that is somewhat artificial because this is a, this is an actual artifact that's being made. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. course it's not exactly the same, but I mean, I think we have now approached pretty c- close to how Seth and my conversations have been you know, over breakfast in Long Beach for years and years. And then, you know, mm-hmm. and more stretched out visits when, when Seth was in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and, but then the other track in the podcast was me learning how, what you just, I think, very aptly characterized, learning how to talk to you, Stephen, and learning mm-hmm. how, how, um, like the subtleties of your communication. So that's something that I know that I missed early on. Um, mm. and I had a moment a couple of weeks ago when I was like, Oh, I'm starting to actually really hear Steven. You, uh, you would basically set, we were, we were kind of tussling a little bit about, um, like racism in a contemporary context. And, mm-hmm. and you, and you said, and still goes on. Like you had pre, you, you knew where I was going with the argument. Basically, mm-hmm. I was basically wanting to push that, you know, there had been some progress mm-hmm. and around this particular thing. And you knew where I was going with it. And, and very sort of subtly, there was just a tone to it. And I, I knew what you meant mm-hmm. in that moment was able to engage with you in a familiar way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I valued that. I was like, okay, I'm actually starting to, 
pick up on some of Stephen's subtleties mm-hmm. and and actually hear um, what he's saying by not saying it in such an overt way. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. um, and that was that was uh, that I don't know that matters to me. It's hard, oh, you know. The, mm-hmm. fr- friendship is something you know. Um, I do not uh, overuse the term. Seth knows this about me. I, um, mm-hmm. I, I, my mom is German, and very young, my, at a very young age, my mom was always like, you know, P- Americans use the word friend too much. Uh huh. Yeah, it's, it's just, just that I you agree. know, in, in Germany, a, a friend is like that is a special category. I completely um, agree. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't have a lot of friends, and I'm very happy with that. And I'm mm-hmm. also very happy that I now count you among them. Um, and, yeah, I appreciate you. Too. And, and, yes. and, and I, that is not, and I have no problem telling people that I would not necessarily consider them a friend. I would consider them a colleague, someone I like, you know, someone I'm friendly with, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should be polite to everyone, and, and I care about other people, but, but actually, in a way that is, there's a kind of closeness and familiarity and mm-hmm. circle of concern. Um, yeah, that uh, um, yeah, I, that's a that's a very happy byproduct of the of the podcast for me. I concur. I concur. Mm-hmm. Uh, we you know Sarah came on um, briefly. Um, I was a little worried about. Uh, whether you would stay or go to, actually. Oh, what made you think that? That's interesting. Um, y- you were talking less. I wonder yeah. if that's September into October because those months were really—I say October, but September was pretty busy—and I think I was worn, just worn down, you know, mm, yeah. emotionally yeah. and mm. physically, and yeah. was it? I mean, people said, "Take care of yourself." It's like, but I'm so excited about doing everything, and so. But. <laughs> well, you had a, you did have a lot on your plate, and you had just started that position at NYU, mm-hmm. right? Working with um, Doctor um, Deborah, Deborah Willis, Willis. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and and all the stuff around the Nomadic Archivist Project, all the traveling, all the family stuff that was happening with you, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There was there was a lot, but I remember Travis and I did have a conversation. And I said, I, I said I was concerned about you not mm-hmm. leaving, but actually kind of falling away in the podcast. Like I felt like, you know, if, if we could sort of divvy up the oxygen in the room, it felt like mm. the rest of us were taking more of it and you were taking less on certain mm. instances. Mm-hmm. But then I think it shifted. And I think, I mean, wow. I don't remember exactly how many broadcasts Sarah was on, but it was something like the second or third. By the second or third, it felt like you had come back into absolutely that that stride that I'm that you. Mm. I felt you'd always had with uh-huh. us, uh, and, mm. and 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 I think it, it kind of it did work for a moment. Like Sarah actually found a way to like have her own kind of section of the room, and mm-hmm. and have her own voice. And I like Sarah's voice. I Me genuinely too. think that she's just she's just a, a she's a real intellectual, and she's, she's not brilliant. afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not afraid to say no. I actually disagree with you on this, and here's why. Right, and break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was we Travis. I, I I talked about that with Travis. I I. I I, you know, your, your contributions, I don't want to make it sound like that. There has to be a way to make it sound less Amway. Um, <laughs> the, the things that we, what we construct together just is so nuanced and exploratory 
and Mm -hmm. profound that I just don't see how we could have something as good if you guys weren't involved. Like, I just, I can't, like, I can't imagine, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like, there is no substitute for Stephen. There is no substitute for Travis for me. Mm -hmm. You know? I agree. I I just, yeah. No, I feel that way, too. I also feel like you guys, so there are two things. One is I appreciate what we talk about. I'm interested in thinking about those things. Some things I don't think about, I'm like, oh, there's an opportunity to think about that subject mm-hmm. and you know and kind of figure it out so i love that and then also really i really that intellectual intimacy i really appreciate you showing some skin you know that you have skin in the game so it's not an intellectual mm-hmm. exercise you know mm-hmm. and you both have included family members or other things that i want to talk to humans i don't want to talk to i don't want to just exercise my mind and say this is why i think about this i want some anecdotes i want some other things i want some um, some messiness. I need to know that there's mm-hmm. a human I'm talking to, and, and that's what I feel American Age does. One, one of many things that American Age does for me. I want to see people, and I want to talk to people. And it's not a matter... It's, it's, it matters to me that people, that you, Travis, that you, Seth, allow yourselves to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And to be mm-hmm. open, that you're both yeah. brilliant yeah. thinkers, but that you care about people. That means a lot to me, too. If you're both, like, you yeah. know, misanthropics, I couldn't do it because I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what the fuck do you like? You know? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, and so I just need to see. Um, it makes me think of a Francis Bacon uh, Francis Bacon uh, painting mm-hmm. where I feel like these, you guys move and there's motion. I need to see the motion. Mm-hmm. I just don't need to see clip after clip of you know static images. I, I like the way he paints for the mm-hmm. most part and that there's movement in his paintings. I need to see that movement. And that's mm-hmm. what I hear in the way mm-hmm. that you guys intellectualize and think about and pull apart and put back together and argue about certain subjects. So that's really necessary for me as a human. Yeah. I, I hear that. There was a good moment for me. I mean, I didn't expect to do this when we started talking about Michael Jackson. But that moment when I, when we, when the conversation started and I admitted or confessed or revealed that I had been molested as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember that that kind of knocked us all back for a couple mm-hmm. of seconds. We were like, well, what do we do with that? Mm-hmm. It seemed important, though, as as you said later on, Stephen, it seemed important in that podcast to, or for that conversation, for that admission to be the sort of start of it. it I think it was a way for me to recognize that I do did and do have skin in the game when it comes to talking about yeah issues of child molestation uh so for me it it was important and mm-hmm. worthwhile to do that yeah yeah there are two things that that occurred to me uh, as you were both uh, describing that one um I do feel like we go places with uh, with the podcast, and mm-hmm. when I say, you know, at the beginning, figure out things out loud and together, I literally do figure things out with you mm-hmm. guys. I, I come to um, uh, Seth had written something recently um, 
for uh, that fellowship that mm-hmm. you want to be surprised by some of the things you write and mm-hmm. and i am mm-hmm. I am surprised um, mm-hmm. by the things that Seth or Stephen or even that I will say in those moments, and that is a big part of what uh, intimacy is for me is sort mm-hmm. of that that process of rediscovery like over and over and there's always that element of like oh that's lovely oh that that's 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 the that's the, that's the thing that's yes. the thing that i like that that moment and and that certainly um describes the the podcast that we're talking about with with the michael jackson and, and seth being really brave enough yeah. um and, and vulnerable enough to to say that um and then going somewhere with it, right? I mean, one of this is one of the weaknesses of current discourse is like, I feel, I feel, I feel. Like, okay, all right, this is good. And. Right. 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 And, and what do we and, do now? And, and, yeah, and what are we going to do with that? Right. Um, I, I, lo- I do love, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Travis, but I do love the moment in that conversation where, uh, like, a ways into it, we all kind of concluded, and here's a moment where we, kinda, we like, meet an agreement. Mm-hmm. We, all, we all concluded that just because someone has been victimized does not necessarily mean that they are in a position to have the greatest clarity on what should happen in terms of Absolutely. punishment or in terms of uh, Absolutely. Uh, uh, retribution, that sort of thing. I, I love that we did that, that we, that we, that we, that we were kind of all vulnerable, but, but then we didn't turn that into, well, uh, uh, victimization, victimization. Uh, uh, we have to do. We, we we have to completely upend the system so that the victims are always kind of uh, uh, taken care of and 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 made better, mm-hmm. made whole mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that that that's powerful. I was thinking about this idea of, and I mentioned a few times this idea of innocence, right? Mm. How well. The two things. The two things are pushing out of my brain. Okay, I'm going to go back to the Mingus thing. So a friend of mine named Mingus, so a friend of our ours, mm-hmm. Travis, um, Seth, Mingus asked me earlier before I got on the podcast whether or not we review what we um, the, review the podcast before it's uploaded. And mm-hmm. I said no. I said mm-hmm. we just record it. It gets edit, It gets you know taken care of by Chris, and then it's uploaded. And what he was getting at was, what if we say something we don't want to um, to. Re- what if we reveal something mm, that we don't really right. want that we you don't go? And I said, well, I did have a moment where I said something about my former employer, and for uh, a hot second, I said uh, I was thinking about it as it was going on. I was like, how does this sound? How does this sound? And then I realized I said, fuck it, I this is actually how I feel about this, mm, and it wasn't a you know oh, come and come at me, I'll show you receipts. It was more like <laughs> it was more like this is how I talk all the time. Right. So why am I trying to edit myself right. in a podcast? Mm-hmm. And I like the messiness and I like the vulnerability. And I like things that I've that I've shared. And that that person on the podcast, I like him. He's fine. Mm-hmm. I like these men who are talking about their lives. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, that that the best of the podcasts that I listen to on the regular have that vulnerability and that messiness and that hilarity, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that I that I that I get a lot from my friends, you know, my mm-hmm. close friends and stuff, or the people that I love, like a Maria Bamford, the um, who's not a friend mm-hmm. but an amazing comedian to me, mm-hmm. you know. And so mm-hmm. I, I need that to feel alive, you mm-hmm. know. Agreed. It- 
two things that I want to get in before I lose track of them. And then, you know, we probably are coming up on time. I mean, we could talk, you know, obviously we could talk for a, a lot longer, I know. But, um, I mean, there'll be, you know, maybe five more minutes or something like that. But anyway, uh, is one, um, the podcast improved immeasurably once Chris got involved. So early on, you know, and, and involved in at all levels. He doesn't just edit the podcast together. When we say edit exactly like Steven said, we don't ever edit anything out. Maybe if I say like too much, that might get edited out. Or if there's too okay. much umming, that might get edited out. Or the moments but, when we we take to look up something on the yeah, internet so that we yeah. can figure out what we're exactly we, okay. what we're referring to, that gets edited yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That mm-hmm. kind of stuff gets edited out. And then, you know, Chris wrote the 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 intro music which is uh, using a sample of fanfare for the common man so i mean he put that mm-hmm. together mm, um nice. and um and then got involved in like the upload and all the rest of that kind of the all of the the nuts and bolts the mechanical things that have to be taken care of for the mm-hmm. podcast um you know in, in dramatically improved its consistency uh you know it's sound quite and you know we've made plenty of errors in recording mm-hmm. the podcast i mean right now you are <laughs> listening to an error my i am traveling and my mic that i normally have uh isn't working and so i'm having to record this on an iphone which i never do and so chris, i mean you'll probably be able to tell as the listener but chris is going to go in and he's going to do all this work and try and make it sound good and we've had other mistakes and chris will sit there for hours using audio software to try and clean up to so that it's a professional quality. So I wanted to say, A, thank you very much, Chris Edmire, oh, yeah. for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I'm always grateful for it. Um, Amen. And, and he's here, even though, you know, he's not here. He's the first listener. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I, I want to acknowledge that. And then the other thing um, is that what really matters to me, and I didn't even think about this before, but this is one of those issues of figuring things out when we're talking is I love that we do this and with all of the things that we just said where our focus is not to be contentious but is to actually get somewhere and give each other space and be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's called the American age because um, fuck the people. I'm an American. You are an American. Seth Mm -hmm. is an American. Stephen is an American. Like I resent to hell that that term has been hijacked mm. by assholes and jingoists oh, and yeah. white nationalists yeah. and f- you know we talk about being agreeable fuck you all that don't feel that way about being an american it is mm. not oh, what yeah. you say it is you mm. don't get to demarcate what mm-hmm. it means to be an american so a weighted name like the american age which seth knows was very consciously chosen mm-hmm. i i love that we get to own that space. We get to say like, mm. no, this is what we think it looks like to be engaged in this project uh-huh. and not what you think it looks like to be engaged in that project. And I think mm. that we really got to the nitty gritty of that, of the ideas that underlie that kind of re reification, I suppose, of the term um, or reconsideration, re, uh, Kind of reconsidering of that, of what it con- what mm-hmm. constitutes being American. When we had the conversation on the noble lie and we talked mm-hmm. about meritocracy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. really liking that because what came out of that conversation was that in a, in a way that's really clear to me now, I embody all these contradictions that are very much in this nation. 
right? Like, mm-hmm. like the noble lie that I could pull myself up oh, yeah. by my bootstraps. It's, and that's just, it's such a stupid term. I, I hate using it. Um, mm-hmm. cause I don't know how physically one, how, what, what would that even look like? But nevertheless, the term is in a, I think it's supposed culture. to be. I think it's supposed to be oxymoronic. I think. That's, okay. I think that's, okay. that's, point. Yeah. that's the, point. It's designed yeah. that way, right? Yeah. It's it's in our cultural lexicon, but nevertheless, that is to a great extent what we all have done because there is very little in our respective past that would, in our familial structures, that would indicate to any high school guidance counselor. <laughs> that we would end up being where we are now. There was n- there's no. It's just, mm-hmm. we we are that the the generated precisely by those incredibly conflicting oppositions. Mm-hmm. That, you know, mm-hmm. um, we are very American in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 there was nothing in my family's history uh, that would. Uh, indicate to anyone who cared mm-hmm. <laughs> that I would end up that I would end up being yeah. in the in the position of my life I am now. So yeah, here we are. Here we yeah. are. Yeah. Ooh. Stephen, you want to have the the last word? No, I've I've um, I love. Travis and Seth and our conversations. I've lo- I've done it <laughs> enough. So, <laughs> well, I I do want to ask I do want to ask a question though. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's a real question. It's what's the future of the American age look like? I mean, because I do mm-hmm. think that there is a way in which we want need uh, a woman's voice. And Sarah didn't work out. Sarah, Sarah just couldn't keep doing the podcast. But I wonder how it would change if we did have a woman who is, you know, um, like us and unlike us, uh, yeah. who could who could uh, mm. bring a, a different kind of set of questions to to the conversation. Mm. So this is the. I guess we can figure this out out loud and together. Um, right. I am. I'm on the other side of that now. I, that's how I felt Ooh. before. But wow. but mm-hmm. I I I feel. I don't feel like Sarah was a mistake at all. Right. right. I think Sarah contributed ably when she was here. Agreed. Um, and um, and noticed when she was gone. Right. So it's not that at all. It's um, that. I mean, if we think of it as a relationship, as, you know, a friendship, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I'm not often in friendships on the prowl for another friend to add into the mix. Um, <laughs> oh, and, and, fair enough. And, yeah. And, yeah, fair and, enough. And, and when, when someone can be added to the mix, that's a great thing. And I'm very open to that. Mm-hmm. And I, I would continue to be open to that. I would be very open to adding another mm-hmm. voice, uh, particularly a woman's voice for all the reasons that we've talked about, off, mm-hmm. you know, off the air about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I don't know. Like, I just, what are we like? Interview, gonna interview people? And like, you know, so, like, are you, can you be our friend now? Like, I don't think so. Like, I don't know. I mean, right. I, don't, I just, I feel slightly more mixed about it than I did before the ceremony. Well, you want it, what it sounds like to me is that you want it to happen organically. You yes. don't want, yeah, you that's don't, exactly you right. don't yeah. want us to like have a, a, a call out on Facebook saying, yeah. you know, <laughs> right, 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 right. Please, please right. join us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I agree. I agree. Mm. So um, keep your ears yeah. pricked up for maybe someone who yeah. fits those. I, w- I want... I want to say a couple of things if we're, if we're going to close uh, is uh, thank you for the people that listen. I mean, we actually do have listeners like we, uh, Seth will get, I've gotten a couple of emails. Seth has gotten mm-hmm. emails. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, people have mentioned to me in conversation, not all the time or something like that. We, mm-hmm. But uh, we have people that will engage with the podcast on Twitter. So if you are a regular listener, you are not alone. There aren't many of you, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, but that's okay. And, uh, you know, I, um, the podcast is, um, is something that I'm in committed and engaged to and, uh, engaged with. And, um, and I will say it not ironically. I love you, Stephen, and I love you, Seth. And I, um, I enjoy our conversations. It's just, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yes. And, um, I love you both. Okay, I guess I gotta say it. I love you both too. <laughs> you don't have to say it. You, you say it when you're ready. But you I say did, it when you're ready. I Steve. did that before on a conversation. They were like, I love this process. I love this process. And I was dead silent, but it was a mean dead silence. It's just like, I don't feel this way. And also, I'm gonna be contrary. And it's all true. But yeah. Uh, but anyhow. Blah blah blah. Great. Love you. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Love you. And mean we'll it. speak to you guys. <laughs> and we'll pick. We'll, we'll pick back up with comedy next week. Indeed. Take care. Right. Bye bye. Right. Bye guys. Bye.